Welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and the time to have debates that revolve in and around the video games industry. You can be a part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash the impact play and by clicking on the, in the notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply search for the impact play. I'm your show host, Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yegu, and this is episode 84. On this latest episode of the Impact Play, we discuss Microsoft's unforeseen price hike to Xbox Live Gold. It almost immediately rolls that back. Activision absorbing vicarious visions. Cyberpunk gets a new patch. We have everything that was unveiled at the Resident Evil showcase. These burning memes are everywhere, plus the top news stories that bridges up beyond just the gaming space. So welcome to our first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what are we looking forward to, or just simply anything goes, even if it doesn't directly revolve around video games. So, without further ado, I've been playing a good amount of the Gears 5 Hive Busters DLC. Dragon Quest uh, 11S, if I'm not mistaken, the Definitive Edition. Fortnite, I haven't played that last week. And what's the other game that I played? Oh, no, I'm planning to play, I'm looking actually looking forward to playing Little Nightmares 1 and Little Nightmares 2. Because that's out as well, if I'm not mistaken. Also, the medium should be out. In a couple of days, so you have a good amount of games that are coming out this week. We have Hitman 3 that's out now. I'm gonna give that a shot, but I'm gonna wait because I have a couple of games I want to play first, and then I'll get into Hitman 3 because I do want to play it. And this will be my first uh, game of the series. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, for Hala, I've been off of that at the moment, I put that on hold. But yeah, that's essentially it. And we did upload a... Uh, actually, this is a, a Ropo report, essentially. So, uh, a couple things to be aware of. We... I I, I do uh, live playthroughs over um, both the Twitch channel and the YouTube channel of the Impact Play. So simply go to youtube.com backslash the Impact Play or even at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play. Follow, hit that notification bell. So you will be notified when we when I do go live with the with these takeovers and these live playthroughs. They're uh, they are both live. You could uh, go back to the vods if if you so choose over on Twitch or YouTube. But I did uh, on the YouTube side. I did uh, make a highlight reel. So I did drop it down to around twenty minutes or so for the first night. So. I will make this a lot more consistent. I will be making a lot more uh, content with these live streams. So be sure to stay tuned, follow us on social media, and so on. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I guess let's go. Let's move on to the gaming news side of things. All right. Then where are my articles? Down there. Okay, so before we get into the gaming side of things, we have an article coming from IGN. 
Warner Brothers has shared a release date and a short synopsis for Wonka, a new Willy Wonka preview, mo preview movie from Paddington director Paul King. According to the studio, Wonka will explore the early years of the t t of the t taller character before he became an eccentric candy maker. As the movie will tell the story of a young Willy Wonka and his adventure prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory, it will open for audiences to pick up their theater tickets on March seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. So in about two years from now. So that's a good thing to keep in mind of. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Xbox Live Gold. So I'm going to start off from the top. Let's see. Let me get that ready. Nope, it's not it. Where are you? We'll get into that later. Where's that? I just had it open. Where'd it go? Okay, I gotta find it now. Give me a, a minute. Hmm. Oh no, that's not the thing I was looking for. Where'd it go? I think this is it. So I got one from Bloomberg, and it like yeah, asked me to sign in and all that stuff, but I hate that. Okay, perfect. This is from yeah, January twenty second. That works. Okay, give me a moment, folks. Sorry for the delay. Are you my work? Found it. Okay. Okay. Now let's go find that Xbox tweet. Hold on. I believe I had something open. No, that's Fall Guys. I thought that was it. Okay. Uh, let's see. I did have this open. Let me try to find it. No changes. Coming soon. No, it's not it. Fortnite. Trying to find that article that I had with the price hike. Okay. I literally had it open. I don't know what happened to it. I know it won't happen. I need the article that says that it did happen. I had that saved from the verge. Oh, I found it. Okay, found it. Here we go. So we're gonna start this over from the beginning for those who have who have been following to Xbox or Microsoft over the weekend. So the first thing that happened was Microsoft has increased the price of Xbox Live Gold. This is an, an article coming from over at The Verge by Tom Warren. Okay, let's see. So. So this is the original story. Microsoft is increasing the prices of its Xbox Live Gold subscription. The software giant has started notifying existing Xbox Live Gold members of the changes in certain markets and will see the price rise by a dollar 
to $10.99 per month in the US and $5 for a three month membership. 12 month and 6 month pricings also going up, but the increase won't affect its existing subscribers. Three months will now be priced at $29.99 and uh, six months at $59.99. Microsoft is allowing Xbox Live Gold members to convert the remaining gold time into Game Pass Ultimate. The conversion means if you have 11 months of uh, Xbox Live Gold left on your account, you could upgrade it to Xbox Live Ultimate and convert it to 11 months of Ultimate at no extra cost. So, so unless you subscribe to Xbox Live Gold, this doesn't mean that the price of the service is moving from $60 to double in price to $120. So it's essentially going up in double. So everywhere else, you could play free uh, for multiplayer games, essentially. So the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, even PC, you'd have to pay a dime extra to play these games. So, as soon as they announced that, everybody went off on them, including myself. I'm like, this doesn't look like the consumer-centric company that Xbox has been building that Phil and Phil Spencer has been paving the way for. So, I'm like, there's no way that they're going to honor this uh, price hike. So, within 24 hours, they... Reverse that price hike and on top of that they actually removed that barrier for free-to-play games such as Fortnite Apex Legends Call of Duty Warzone and so on So let's get into this further uh, No, not fall guys we'll talk about that later, okay Uh, we messed up today, and you are right to let, us, to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we fail to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. For free-to-play games, you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are looking, we are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. If you are an Xbox Live Gold member already, you stay at your current price for renewal. New and existing members, keyword, new and existing members, can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same prices they pay today. In the US, $9.99 for a month, $24.99 for three months, Six months for $39.99 and $59.99 for 12 months. So there won't be no price hike. They reverted back on that. And they even removed that barrier. But what I think, actually what I thought previously was they, they were going to remove the uh, Xbox Live Gold barrier completely from, multi, from all multiplayer games. It shouldn't be necessary. But I felt like this... Uh, would have been announced like at the end of the year with uh, the launch of Halo Infinite, but uh, only time will tell. Hopefully, this this is just the first step of re of removing this barrier completely. And there are a lot of conspiracy theories online. People were saying that oh, it's just a, publi a publicity stunt for Xbox Game Pass, and then uh, when they did the price hike of Xbox Live Gold, that it was just a way to force. Game, uh, game pass down people's throats essentially 
But kudos on Xbox, on the Xbox team for, for Spencer uh, and and the likes. So they like literally within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, they made this right and they they uh, they uh, acknowledged their mistake and they fixed it essentially, and they even made, provided more value for for us as gamers. So. Again, kudos on Phil and the team. Okay, let's see. We talked about that. We talked about that as well. I guess we'll talk about this Xbox news as well since we were like discussing Xbox essentially. This coming over on Xbox Wire. We have titles that are... Uh, some titles are actually that are mostly available. So you have Control on PC for Game Pass. These are all Game Pass titles, essentially. Desperados 3 for Android console and PC. Donut County, Android console and PC. It's an indie, an, uh, indie title. Outer Wild, it's finally available on Android. Cyber Shadow, Android console and PC. The Medium. I know, uh, Cyber Shadow is actually coming on in two days from this recording, so January 26th. The Medium, January 28th. So it's coming on Xbox Series X, S, and PC. So I might not be able to play this game because it's not backward. It won't be available on last gen, essentially. Okay. You can use the three remastered coming on Android console and PC January 28th. You can use the four remastered Android console and PC on the 20th as well. And we have Yakuza 5 remastered on the 28th of January on Android console and PC. So what remains of Edith Fitch on Android, it's available now. We have DLC game updates for you guys. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition Lords of the West DLC. It's on coming on January 26th. Rainbow Six Siege Road to SI. Invitational 2020 event has started on the 21st. And you also have perks. Uh... And we have a lot, a good amount of titles leaving soon. So if you want to check that out, you can check that out on the Xbox Wire if you guys are interested. All right. IO Interactive clarified that PC players who buy Hitman 3 will be able to import locations from previous entries they own at no additional cost. This is coming over at gamesindustry.biz. This was the developer's initial plan, which was announced back when Hitman 3 was revealed. But the clarification was needed following a few days of uncertainty. IO indeed said on Friday that Hitman 3 Epic Store ex exclusivity meant that levels from Hitman 1 and 2 would not be able to be imported as they were released on Steam. PC Games and reported, so players who already own the game on Valve's platform would have to repurchase them on Epic Game Store. To facilitate that, IO detailed plans that include the launch of a Hitman Game of the Year access pass alongside Hitman 3, giving access to levels from the original game. Players who purchased Hitman 1, the Epic Games Store will receive the pass for free. Concerning Hitman 2, which was not previously launched on the Epic Game Store, IO is to launch two passes, Hitman 2 Standard, giving access to levels from the second entry, and the gold access passes, adding the DLC levels on top. The controversy grew after these announcements were made, as access to levels from the previous entries for those who already owned them was a big selling point of Hitman 3. 
Tim Sweeney ended up replaying, uh, replying to a PC game and story on Twitter saying that the team was looking into it. It was never Epic's intention to create a situation where someone who owns the game on Steam would have to buy it again in the Epic Game Store. So it's a little bit of a mess because those who want to play those maps on Hitman 3 are, ha are like in a debacle essentially. Hopefully they fix this soon. And yeah, so I guess we'll go over to another article com uh, coming from uh, Road to VR. Ubisoft announced late last year that acclaimed self-shooter franchise Splinter Cell is getting a made-for-VR game. Now, in a Ubisoft job posting strongly suggests the studio is creating a multiplayer component for the game. Ubisoft the Seldorf Germany office is currently looking for a senior lead game designer to quote-unquote design and deliver the multiplayer content of the game in time and quality. Repo Reporting to the senior producer in the Seldorf as the project owner for multiplayer, you define the implement, you define and implement the multiplayer vision shared by the creative director and the game director. The posting says, when it was first announced in September 2020, it wasn't certain which specific platform the game would target. The company simply said it was bringing both Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed exclusively to Oculus VR. While the most likely candidate for an Oculus platform exclusive is the Quest 2. Uh, this, however, may simply speak to the death of multiplayer experience the company is looking to deliver now that the PC VR will specifically be the sole target platform. A spontaneous launch on PC VR and Quest pl platform across the Oculus platform is, str is strongly to happen. There's still no word, and da 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 So, that's about it. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Okay, so, I guess we'll move on to CD Projekt Red, essentially. Give me a moment. Found it, okay. So, we have a patch that was made available on January 22nd. Patch 1.1. In this update, this is coming from Cyberpunk's official website. In this update, we focused on various stability improvements, which you can find outlined in the patch note below. We will continue this work in Patch 1.2 and other upcoming updates. At the same time, we will keep fixing the bugs you encounter and listening to your feedback on how to improve the overall game experience. This is available now on PC, consoles, and even Google Stadia. So you have some stability improvements, memory usage, various crash fixes. You have quests, open world fixes, UI, uh, visual achievements, some miscellaneous. Okay, so let's read this uh, PlayStation Pacific update. Performance optimization of crowds on the PlayStation 4 Pro and PlayStation 5. Various crash fixes on the PS4. Xbox. Improved memory usage for carrier, creation, mirror scanning, camera, remote control, menus on the Xbox One, One X, and the One S. He sees it will now be possible to obtain achievements while in Steam offline mode. Uh, Sadia, concert audio should no longer be inaudible. Fixed corrupted textures, tweaked 
default dead zone settings. And yeah, so I'll give this a shot, hopefully later on today. And I'll do I'm going to do a live playthrough, of course, on the on the YouTube and Twitch channels respectively. On the just go to search for the impact play wherever you what you wanna join in. And yeah, so according to Cyberpunk, we have an article coming from gamesindustry.biz. TD Project Red has confirmed receipt of another class action lawsuit from a law firm representing its own investors. The Polish studio previously confirmed it was facing legal action from the New York-based Rosen Law Firm, which claims the company misled investors over Cyberpunk 2077, in particular, the state of the game on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Uh, a regulatory notice reveals a second lawsuit has been filed in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California. CD Project Red says that the content of the claim includes its subject and scope is the same as the aforementioned class action. As with the other case, CD Project Red notes that the complaint does not specify the quantity of damages sought, and as that it will undertake vigorous action to define itself against any such claims. They've been in hot water, and anything they say will. Everybody will question every little word that they say. Because <laughs> honestly, they should not have released Cyberpunk in the state that it was in. They should have honestly delayed that for at least a year. Same thing as Halo Infinite did. The, if a game isn't ready, delay it. There's no way to push it out and then hope for the best. Hope that you'll have a zero-day patch that will fix the quote-unquote the majority of bug fixes, fixes and, cr and crashes. Come on, do better. I hope all these other uh, publishers and developers take this as an example. Do not release a game if it is not ready, period. No excuses, no uh, hope for the best, no hope for these day one or day zero patches to fix the uh, these issues. If it's not ready, simply delay it and not on only release it once it is ready, once it has, it has been fully cooked and baked. End of story. Uh, okay, I guess we're going to this Fortnite news. No brand is safe from Fortnite. This is coming from over on The Verge. The T-800 Terminator, Terminator and Sarah Connor have joined the cast of the game. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll go on to that next Fortnite collaboration event uh let's see later this week fortnite is partnering up with some of the big cycle clubs in the world for a new collaboration and it's coming from games radar uh, this literally started yesterday the 23rd kids from 23 soccer teams will debut in epic's battle royale the list includes some of the biggest names in the game such as manchester city juventus ac milan inter milan west ham united and many others besides uh so you also have a limited time mode. Uh, with uh, players will have a chance to win the kickoff set for free before it's even live in the store, as well as the Air Punch emote, which will begin live in the Fortnite store on the twenty third. Uh, additionally, the top scorers will be in with a chance of winning a customized signed shirt. 
So at Fortnite Creative, there's a brand new island in the Creative Hub launching alongside the kickoff set on the 23rd. Each game has two rounds where players compete against one another using pickaxes, power-ups, <laughs> speed boost, and more to try to outscore their opponents, emerging the victor at the end of the bracket. Oops. Okay. And even more for any news. A, uh, there is a rumor going. Actually, hold on. Actually, not even a rumor. It's more of a uh, leak. Fortnite is getting a new crossover skin very soon, and skins are convinced into a Laura Croft skin from the Tomb Raider franchise. Uh, last week on the 16th, renowned Fortnite data miner, Mant G0E, took to Twitter to reveal details on an upcoming skin coming to Fortnite. Next. So move on to the next topic. Valve, another leak. Valve leaker claims to have a lot of information on a Fallout 2 in Las Vegas. Uh, Tyler McVicker, who used to go by his YouTuber name of Valve News Network, says he has a lot of information about a sequel to Fallout New Vegas in a recent video discussing how he'll, he'll be broadening his scope to include more developers going forward. Mick Vicker teased a report into what supposed uh, what he supposed to follow at New Vegas 2. It says that he has information regarding the number of projects, including the Switch Pro, Nintendo's plans for Mario and Zelda's upcoming anniversaries, Avowed, and Back for Blood. He goes on, however, to claim that he has a lot of information, quote-unquote, on Fallout 76, Starfield, and Deathloop, as well as the new aforementioned Fallout New Vegas 2. I'm not, uh, let's go what he says. Let's reference it. Uh, let's go to his tweet. I expect Fallout New Vegas 2 in the later half of this decade. I expect TES 6 in 2026-7. I expect anything close to a Fallout 5 in the 2030s. Starfield is next, and even that needs another year or two. It's just like a generic tweet, essentially. So it doesn't really say anything, but I guess be on the lookout for any new information coming out this year or later on in the, in the year. Okay. Gambling uh, software company Playtuck sold game maker creator YoYo Games for $10 million. The report, the news was reported by Reuters alongside Playtuck's latest financial reports, which with very little detail. The publication only mentioned that Playtech disposed of all its casual and social gaming assets, and not specifically who acquired them. But this came from GamingIndustry.biz. Okay, here's another article from over there. Miniclip, games pub a mobile games publisher, Miniclip has acquired Games Basics for an undisclosed sum. The studio, based in Zoetermeer, Netherlands, is best known for online soccer manager, a title that serves three million users every month. 60-person team behind OSM will now work as part of Miniclip, which is a new parent, parent helping the company to grow. I haven't heard from Miniclip for maybe when Flash games were a thing. That's when I used to play all my mini my mini clip games and so on. But it's good that they're in the news once again. Okay, I guess we'll go into this Heyman 3 reviews. Uh, where are you? 
Behind this open. Uh, oh, here it is. I didn't see it. <laughs> I got an 83% on Metacritic, a 4.5 on PC Mag, as well as a 3.5 on Eurogamer. So, the pros, amazing art direction, big, wonderful uh, playground of murder, access, access to all previous Hitman levels, fun twist to on the classic Hitman formula, and the cons, always online requirement, requirement for challenges and mastery levels, lacks multiplayer modes. Hey, what the heck is this? this came from PC Gamer. Now let's move on to Eurogamer, this review. I don't care about like specific details, about how it runs. I just need to know like a summary. Okay, Heyman Three works as a cross-gen title, unless the unlike the messy transition periods we've seen in the past. Uh, I guess that's about it, and I'm not seeing anything here. All right, so I guess we'll move on to Metacritic. Let's see what we see. No, just like an eighty-three for the critic reviews and 7.4 for the user score. Hello, not bad. Okay, done. All right, move on to the next article we have in store for you guys. Nintendo is facing even another joke and also this time in Canada. So we don't have to talk about this. We already know about the joke on drift and so on, but yeah. These, like, losses are non-stop. Okay. We have an article coming from Square Enix press release. Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 will be available on March 23rd. Uh, let's see something. It was there. previously only released in Japan, discovered the one-of-a-kind prequel of the critically acclaimed masterpiece, Nier Automata. Now it's a modern upgrade. Experience masterfully, mas masterfully revived visuals, a fascinating storyline, a uh, and more. The protagonist is a kind young man living in a remote village in order to save his sister, Yuana, who fell terminally ill to the Black Scroll. Sit out with Grimoire Weiss, a strange talking home to search for the sealed verses. So, that's essentially it. So, it's going to be available in the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Okay, now we'll move on to the next one, the next article coming from IGN. In an interview with New Zealand One News, Valve boss Gabe Noel has said that multiple games are in development at the studio and are waiting to be announced. The Valve co-founder has, has been staying in New Zealand during the COVID-19 pandemic after taking a vacation following the launch of uh, Half-Life Alex. We definitely have games in development that we're going to be announcing. It's fun to ship games, Noel said, when asked about future games coming out of Valve. Valve has developed and subsequently canceled a lot of games in the past. The fact that 
Noir specifically says these new games will be announced as just a shift from the company's recent history of being reticent to release new software. Uh, so that's essentially it. We don't have to read more of this article. Okay, this is coming from Endgadget. Call of Duty Warzone is about to get a big esports push. The folks behind, I'm sorry, the folks uh, behind the Call of Duty League have a singular goal in mind. Grow. The CDL is expanding its path to pro system, boosting the production value on pre-recorded videos and dabbing with new titles from the Call of Duty universe. Last year, Activision launched a champion series for Call of Duty Mobile, though the finals were canceled as the COVID-19 pandemic shut down operations across the globe. Meanwhile, unofficial tournaments for Warzone, Call of Duty's Battle Royale installments were getting popularity. The Activision re- uh, eventually joined the fun with Warzone Weekend, a showcase for pros in between official CDL matches. Warzone Weekend kicks off in May and ran through the 2020 CDL season. That was just the beginning for Warzone Esports, according to Activision's head of leagues, Joanne, Joanna Ferries. We've taken a lot of time in the offseason to think about it. What, uh, what does the next level of proposition for Warzone look like for the CDL and the broader Call of Duty Esports community? Ferries said, in the next few months, I think we can have exciting things to share. What that means for us? What the fans can look forward to, not just in 2021, but beyond. We're really, really happy to think that CDL is stretching... Uh, what's this word? Entrepreneurially into the Warzone conversation in ways that I think will be quite exciting. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Okay. We have a couple of <clears throat> articles for you guys. Give me a moment. Sony's San Diego team is working on an quote unquote an existing franchise. It's coming over on IGN. PlayStation's new San Diego based studios working to expand upon existing franchises, according to the LinkedIn profile of the studio's former head. Michael Mombao Mombayer worked at PlayStation as studio head until November 2020 in the segment of his profile detailing his work with the new San Diego team. Mombayer writes, his latest achievements having built a brand new all-star AAA action and adventure development team for PlayStation based in San Diego and utilizing proprietary engine technology. This team was assembled to expand upon existing franchises and craft all new stories for the next generation of gamers. So, people are speculating that the kid, uh, it might be a partnership with Donnie Dog to continue the uh, Uncharted series, but, like I said, we have no idea. And this is a new San Diego studio, by the way. It's not the current San Diego team that is uh, working with Sony, essentially. So we just have to wait for any new details, any new details, essentially. Capcom announces Resident Evil. Wait, what the heck is this? Not what I was looking for. Oh, sorry. Here it is. <laughs> okay. Speaking of new studio, God of War Studio hiring for a new unannounced project. 
The studio is seeking an experienced art director as they embark on a new journey. This is coming from Dual Shockers. God of War. Okay, let me go to the official Twitter account. Uh, no. All right, go back. Okay, here it is. The uh, the studio posted a new listing on the official Twitter account stating that they are seeking an experienced art director for the development of a new unannounced title. While surprisingly, they don't share any details of the announced title. It's interesting to see that they will be working on a second game. The job application offers prospective applicants the chance to join Sony Santa Monica Studio as they embark on a new journey and requires the applicant to have at least 10 years of experience in a similar role. Should they be su- successful, they will be the ones to develop the aesthetic pillars of the project. So, Santa Monica Studio has also been hiring for God of War Ragnarok. It has Recently confirmed that the sound designer, B.O. Anthony Jimenez, would be joining the God of War team. So that's essentially it for that. Done. Oh yeah, now let's go on to Resident Evil. The Resident Evil showcase, to be more precise. Uh, Okay, let's see. So, there was a showcase on January 21st, 2021, 2 p.m. Pacific, which is, I would say, 5 p.m. Eastern. So, Resident Evil Village is coming to current generation consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, day and day with the free upgrade for PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Uh, let me use a second. Yeah, Xbox Smart Delivery. So, so I'm assuming the Xbox Series X as well. Oh, before we continue on this further, I do want to congratulate uh uh Brittany Brombacher from What's Good Games once again. She did such a tremendous job with the showcase and I definitely congratulate her on that opportunity and I just hope for the best. So let's get into this further. We have a deluxe edition as well as a collector's edition. It's available will be available on all platforms including a deluxe did we yeah did we talk about the deluxe edition? Yeah, we did. Uh, we have Resident Evil Village complete a bundle. We have the pre-order bonus where you can get a Mr. Raccoon weapon charm as well as a survival resource pack if you pre-order the game. And then those who pre-order on the PlayStation Store get a digital pre-order bonus to the Resident Evil Village soundtrack. Okay, let's see what else we got. And there is a PlayStation 5 exclusive demo that was announced called Maiden that's out today for uh, for the PlayStation 5 only. There will be a demo later on for other uh, other platforms following suit. So the game will be available May 7th, 2021. And give me a second. I believe I missed something though. A key part of the announcement. Search. Oh yeah, reverse. 
So let me get into this article. Where are you? Oh, here it is, residentevilvillage.com. Okay, you can register for the closed beta test now for reverse. So it essentially is a mashup of the previous Resident Evil franchises in all one uh, game, essentially, where you could play as these multiple characters. Like I'm not, I'm not a Resident Evil fan. I never played any of their franchises, but I'm, I'm not familiar with this, essentially. Um, okay, let's get into this reverse thing. So you can apply that today for the beta if you want on their website. Mm. Right, let's read about this about thing about Resident Evil Village in the meantime. The next generation of survival horror rises on the floor in the form of Resident Evil Village, the eighth major entry in the Resident Evil series with ultra real realistic graphics powered by the RE engine, fight for survival as danger lurks around every corner. So a few years after the horrifying, horrifying events in the critical, critically acclaimed Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, the only storyline begins with Ethan Winters and his wife, Maya Armia, living peacefully in a new location, free from their past nightmares, just as they, as they are building their new life together, tragically, <laughs> I was going to say tragically, Tragedy befalls them once again. When BSAA Captain Chris Redfield attacks their home, Ethan must once again head into hell to get his kidnapped daughter back. Uh, okay, let's go into reverse. Okay. So you get it for free when you when you purchase Resident Evil Village. I know I saw that somewhere, but I wanted to be sure. So if you purchase Resident Evil Village on the PlayStation Five, uh, so essentially you, uh, it won't be next generation or should I current generation with the bells and whistles essentially. So you will be playing the backwards compatible version of the game. So that's good on that. Okay, done. Done. Okay, we'll go on to this. No, we'll go on to that last, actually. This is coming from Gamas Ultra. Code Games Directors votes in favor of a $1.2 billion EA acquisition. So, let me see something real quick. Yeah, this was two days ago, so it's still current. Okay. Codemasters Directors have signed off on the proposed acquisition of the studio by EA. Uh, so then the news comes a few weeks after Take-Two lapsed 
its offer to acquire Codemasters. The Rockstar Games and 2K Games parent company had initially offered to purchase the UK studio for $994 million, but it was outbid by EA a few weeks later. Alright, all right. speaking of Resident Evil, uh, Capcom has overhauled its plans for a Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, this is coming from Video Games Chronicle. No Studio M2 has seen its role significantly reduced on an unannounced project, the sources told the VGC. And mainline Resident Evil Studio Capcom Division 1 has been brought in, in to uh, lead a new direction. As reported by VGC last year, the Resident Evil remake has been in development since 2018. Uh, little has been shared publicly by M2, but publicly... But people with, pub with knowledge of the company said it is partially funded by Capcom and compromised of some Platinum Games employees. So it does seem that this is in good hands now. Now that it's, now that it's been pretty much absorbed by Capcom directly. So yeah. Alright, um, moving on. Uncharted, Uncharted Movie has been delayed to February 2022. It's coming over on GamesRadar.com. The Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland has been delayed to February 11th of next year, essentially. Uh, that's essentially it. <laughs> we don't have to go into this further. All right. Uh, I guess we'll go into this. Oh, yeah. Bloomberg absorbs Activision Studio after dismantling Classic Games team. This is coming from Yahoo. Video games... Publisher Activision Blizzard Incorporated took another step into consolidating control over the over the, the division Blizzard Entertainment, which once took which once took pride in its autonomy by shifting a 200-person design studio to its ranks. The studio Vicarious Visions has been a subsidiary of, of a subsidiary of Activision since 2005 and worked on franchises like Skylanders, Crash Bandicoot, and even Tony Hawk. It will now focus entirely on Blizzard and Blizzard's franchises, including Diablo, instead of making its own games. So, I am sorry to see that they've been pretty much absorbed by the top Activision, because they definitely made some great franchises, including Tony Hawk Remastered 1 and 2. So, hopefully... I'm like... in, I'm at unease about this, but I, I just hope for the best, essentially. So, uh, Dead by Daylight will soon add features to make this game accessible for colorblind players. It's coming from PC Gamer's Twitter account. So that's good to see that accessibility is being invested in. Alright, so, I guess we'll go on to this VR news. Uh, Facebook's AR VR head calls for a, a big shift in how it deals with user privacy. And it's coming from Road to VR. Uh, Andrew, Facebook reality head Andrew Baswath released an internal memo entitled The Big Shift, which underlines why the company needs to start building products now that better balance user privacy and user experience. Uh... Okay, virtual and augmented reality open opens new, more intimate windows into user behavior, though. 
with biometric data obtained from VR AR devices, offering important vectors for understanding what makes each individual tick. It's a treasure trove of user data, which has largely gone untapped and unleaked as far as we know, but it won't always be that way. Now, Android Bosworth, the head of, Xbox, of Facebook's AR VR reality lab stream, is calling on his colleagues to put user privacy at the core of its products. And here is a quote from the memo. Starting in January, we are changing the way we approach product development in FRL, Facebook Reality Labs. Instead of, imi- instead of Im- imagining a product and trimming down it to fit modern standards of data privacy and security, we are going to invert our process. We will start with the assumption that we can't collect, use, or store any data. The burden is on us to demonstrate why certain data is truly required for the product to work, even when I want us to scope it as, aggress- as aggressively as we can, holding a higher bar for sending data to the server that we do for processing it locally. I have no problem with us giving users options to share more if they choose. By, by default, we shouldn't expect it. So kudos on Facebook. They are definitely paving the way for privacy, I guess you should say. Even though they've been in the light uh, of... They've been like in hot waters in regards to user data and privacy. Okay. Now, we'll go into this next uh, last article coming from Bloomberg. Apple's incorporated first crack at the... A headset, a VR headset is designed to be a is designed to be a pricey niche procurer precursor to a more ambitious augmented reality product that will take longer to develop, according to people with knowledge of the matter. The initial device has confronted several development hurdles, and the company has conservative sales expectations, illustrating how challenging it will be to bring this. Nast, nasic, nascent consumer technology to the masses. Uh, as a mostly virtual reality device, it will display an all-encompassing 3D digital environment for gaming, watching video, and communicating. AI functionality, the ability to overlay images and information over a view of the real world, will be more limited. Facebook has plans to launch the product as soon as 2022. Uh, okay, the headset coined N301 is a late port is at a, in a late prototype stage, but it has not yet been finalized. So the company's plans could change, or can be scrapped entirely before launch. The Air glasses coined N421 are an entirely are in an entirely early stage, known as architecture, meaning Apple is still working on underlying technologies. This product is several years away, according to the people, though Apple has previously targeted as early as a 2023 to unveil it. So, I guess I'm looking forward to it because I am looking forward to uh, VR coming more online to uh, sort of online or a... What's that movie? That VR type world or like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Link Frames where you're like actual and true VR. So hopefully his like I'm happy to see other companies getting into VR, AR and AR. But I guess I feel like this is gonna be like a niche table product like the new headset, the headphones that they unveiled, which is like 
super pricey for <laughs> a head set in general. So I feel like this will be pricey as well. So if you're looking into VR, look into other alternatives. But like I said, we are in the gaming space, so we will be following this new story. All right. Last but not least. All right. These Bernie memes <laughs> are are presented around the world. It's coming from over at the Washington Post. The presidential inauguration commanded the world's attention after the most chaotic transition of power in the United States in living memory. So did a pair of homemade mittens on a respective on a perspectic <laughs> Let me see if I can read that word. Perspectacled man huddled in a chair. The image of former uh Democratic presidential contender or Bernie Sanders, the independent sen- senator from Vermont, bundled up. So I'm sure you've seen these memes everywhere. I've sh- I've sure I've seen them. <laughs> like they're all over the place. <laughs> it's literally just him sitting in a chair with his face mask and his mittens with a jacket, just sitting cross-legged in the chair. It's like they're out of hand. If you haven't seen them, I suggest you look into this because they're all over the internet. They're all over Twitter and Instagram, what have you. But yeah, that's a nice positive news stories for you guys. Let's see if we have any last minute uh, articles that we may have missed or something that's news breaking. Well, we did get like a new trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong. If you guys want to check that out, you could do so now. Uh, it's going to be available on HBO Max in the U.S. only for the 31 days. I know it's request for subscribers. Let's see when it's going to be released, essentially. Let's give it a minute. Yeah, 2021. There's no set date, essentially. Okay, now let's check. Come on. <laughs> oh. I don't even know what this means, but there's like a Rocket League, I guess, a tournament. Uh, the set Rocket League that's taking place now. Day two of the RLS X Games. Well, I'm not a huge Rocket League <laughs> fan. Like, I've played maybe once or twice with friends, but that, that's about it. I haven't gone back into it. It's not my type of, it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Oh, what's this? We'll talk about that. Uh, nope. Yeah, that's about it. I'm not seeing anything else. Uh. 
No, what's this? Hell, there is getting some new armor for the first time in over a decade. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm not seeing anything else. What's this? I guess, um, Silent Hijack is going to be available on Hulu on the 18th of February. And let's see what else we got. Okay, that's about it. I'm not seeing anything else. So, I guess we'll move on to Reader Mail. If you want to know how, if you want to know how to send us Reader Mail, here's how. You can contact us. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and even any questions that you may have for us by sending us Reader Mail on our Discord server, by leaving a voice chat over at anchor.fm backslash impactplay, or even by sending us an email to readermail at impactplay.com. Who knows, may even be featured on a future episode, or even our special reading mail segment of the show. So, thank you guys so much for making the Impact Play a part of your day. If you wish to join a community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. We are trying to unlock achievement over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, and anyone who believe would benefit from the show. Leave us a review, even just a rating on your favorite platform. Have a great one, folks. Until next time.